spoon-fed thoughts. This is Garrett. Uh, I'm Emily. Greg. K-Poop. And we are Spoon-Fed Thoughts. Uh, we are here to talk to you guys about anything and everything. And today, a little bit of everything happens to just be our favorite music of the past year. Um, we've actually been discussing some of our picks uh, a little bit before we started recording. And uh, I think we've got some pretty thing, pretty solid things to talk about. Um, so far, we've, you know, we're mainly... Uh, big hip-hop connoisseurs because that is you know one of the larger genres um but i do think we've got like a nice well-rounded selection um out there uh, as far as like what we've been listening to for the past year and you know maybe even like a little bit deeper than that but um yeah would you guys want to go ahead and start off the the uh conversation today uh i'll go ahead i don't know um for one of my two um or should i just give both of them at the same time i'll just say one at a time it'd be fine uh, okay um I want to say my first one, it came out at the beginning of the year, uh, so it's about a year old now. Uh, Everything for Sale by Boogie, like Westside Boogie, uh, off the of Shady Records. Um, I don't know that, like, I've been listening to that album a lot recently, and it's just, like, very raw. And uh, I wouldn't, and, like, you can definitely, he's, like, a very uh, solid lyricist. Um, I mean, there's a few songs that I don't really listen to on there, but almost every song on there, like, I love. Um, it's a great intro. Uh, it really tells you kind of like what the album is going to be like. Um, and it is his debut album. So, I mean, it's not like he's been around for a while. He knows what he's doing. Like, this is his first album. Uh, but even so, like, it's very well polished. The lyrics are, I love the lyrics in the thing, uh, in the album itself, uh, the subject matter. It's very, I think I was saying um, earlier where it's very, like, it's not so much, I wouldn't say it's nihilistic. It's just very, um, He's just very real about what he's going through. And it's not like he's trying to offer lessons or teach you. He's just like telling you how it is or how he sees things, how he sees the world. Um, so I don't know, I, I would definitely give it a listen. Um, uh, if you enjoy like Black or Jid, they're on there. Um, I mean, there's some other people okay. on there too. They're like, uh, all the features are solid. I mean, there's not really anything on there that's like bad. Um, I'm sure, like, I don't know if it necessarily went album of the year but it's definitely my favorite album of the year. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, definitely, uh, he's uh, he's kind of one of those artists that is kind of picking up a little bit more uh, these past few years, a little bit, I've heard. Um, I'm not too sure. We were talking about how uh, the only song that I've listened to from him was that Self-Destruction track, um, which mm -hmm. is pretty good. It's really good, honestly. Like, that's a good, you know, way to start off with. I think that might be one of his more popular singles, but... Um, I'll definitely be looking to check out that album. I mean, uh, it, it's interesting now how hip hop is more able to to discuss and kind of um, go about some of the darker subject matter inside, you know, their own personal lives as well as like the community and everything. Uh, just because that's not something that was really touched upon uh, in the earlier days of hip hop. It was mainly just kind of glorification of you know your own self and glorification of like what you have done and stuff like that, um, which you know to certain degrees we could discuss how that's affected you know the future and the the current state of hip-hop now as far as like you know some of the things that have occurred over the past like year but um yeah definitely that's that's you know that's still definitely subject matter that you know it's really that needs to be touched and um yeah i would say that you know that's that's a good way to go ahead and start off the uh the list there man yeah um I, I i like really like him as an artist i mean especially in the album he just comes across as like very real um it's not like he's just like 
uh, like, cause I mean, you listen to a lot of rappers that are coming up and like, they come up with like these big songs or whatever. And it's almost like, you're not really sure if that's them or if that's just who they're portraying themselves to be. Uh, but when you listen to him, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like he's hiding behind a mask or a persona. It definitely sounds like, okay, this is, the, I'm listening to this dude and this is what he really thinks. You know what I mean? Um, so like, I really, um, I think it was one, one thing that originally drew me to him because it's not like, I'm, I'm not going to say that like, there aren't songs by artists that are like that, that I hate, or that I hate all songs that are like that. Um, but it's, I, it's like, a, I, I respect him a lot more because he's not like that. Oh no, it's a, it's a challenge to go ahead and talk about your own um, social situations and like the way that you, you know, you actually feel on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah, definitely, it's something that's more uh, a lot more artists can uh, utilize to you know, have a more relatable audience. Right, did you guys uh, want to go ahead? And... Um, I guess yeah, I guess I'll go. Um... One second, dumb question. Are we doing two or like coming back around? No, just go ahead and talk about any 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 picks. You don't have to necessarily go out with a number number list or anything like that. Any any picks that you uh, you felt strongly about in the past uh, uh, past year, I'd say. Debate on that because um, I want to say Revenge of the Dreamers three. Oh yeah, I remember you said you that's one that you it, wanted to talk about. Yeah, solid. Yes, that because like when it came out, I got it. I was like. <coughs> Um, honestly, after Drake's More Life, because y- y'all know I know Drake's like one of my favorites, but it didn't have me as excited for another compilation tape mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you have um, the most popular artists kind of headlining it and featured on most of the things, and then friends and people on the label with them. <coughs> First, listen through the album, like, oh, okay, it's a decent album time it just aged even better to why i think it's album of the year like oh okay j cole has built a team is underrated dreamville is has now become one of my favorite record labels from seeing because you see you can see the change in j cole from now because like when we first went to decade i was like i'll put that for my decade from 09 j cole to today j cole <coughs> he killed it and um on everything from the intro under the sun he has like if you watch the music video some cool chill little music video and from the music video how you have these three different styles and he puts the baby on like that's another carolina artist not necessarily on his team but you know it's jay cole he's a loving guy and he wants to see everyone make it and it's like you can feel like who he is to the people on his team throughout the album and everything. Everyone did a phenomenal job. Like, I honestly thought going in, I'm like, okay, Boss and, um, I thought Boss and J. Cole were gonna carry it. Like, no disrespect to others. I love Ireland X and all the rest of them, but I'm like, they probably gonna oh, no. carry this album. I feel you, this way is the headline. Off. It's like, I it's, mean, not that anyone carried it, but. It's like they were the, like the uh, I don't know. I know the good comparison, but like, uh, the Saturday morning cartoon block, and they were like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and then they were everybody was like, you know, Beyblade and like all the other shit. Was just like, okay, yeah, I'll, I might watch that. You know, I might, I might listen to that. Oh, don't sleep on Beyblade. You gotta let it rip. No, you got. That's what I'm saying. You gotta let it rip. And that's where my boy JID was. He came through. Jit was killing everything he was on. Even um, oh. I right, go. Well, sorry, good. 
the album started phenomenally. Like, for someone not to be with Dream Cole and just the baby killed his verse. He might have one of the best verses on it because he just ate and just really represented for his city on it to how it ends with sacrifices. Like I said, Earth Gang really ate on the own when they were on the track. I mean, not just the track, but the whole album. If you yeah. haven't heard it by now, y'all should. No, I, I that's also something I wanted to say because I actually have a conspiracy theory about this album. So I truly believe that either A, Google Analytics has gotten, or YouTube Analytics has gotten to the, to the T, what I prefer as an as far as music selection whenever I let my my uh, TV kind of go on autoplay, or that they must be paying, the Dreamville must be paying Google a good amount of money, because every day, every I'm talking about every day, no matter what song I'm listening to, somehow it cycles back to the Revenge of the Dreamers. And it's like usually uh, the Earth Gang track. Um, I forgot what the name of the song is, but then, yep. And then the uh, the one with Swivel was the full because they had that on Maryland and this. Oh, I do. I love Swivel. Was Swivel the one with um, the uh, the one with um, Shmino? No, no. It's 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 Earth Gang Shmino. Who else? Sacrifice. 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 That's That's probably one of the best ones on the track. Sacrifices. See, there that that song comes on. I'm talking about every day, dog. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> no matter what what song I'm listening to, I could be listening to literally like Maxwell Cream playlist. I could be listening to um, um, Kendrick. I could be listening to Dagum Rico or Rico Nasty. I, anybody. It, it all of a sudden it just ends up becoming Dreamville the entire way, and it's crazy. But well, no, that's understandable. <laughs> like, yeah, like it, maybe, maybe they done the same to me. Maybe they, they they know they know their audience. Maybe I just hit the, the like button too many times on the wrong videos. Or the right. Well, that, that's exactly how that's how exactly it became in my top. Because like I said, I got it when it came out. Like I already knew that I was like it was probably gonna be a good album. And it just kept appearing on shuffle all the time. And that's how I started like to give it another listen. Because I'm like this. Like, I didn't know I even had this track. And then I would check what album. I'm like, okay, it's clearly meant for me to listen to the album. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm like, Five, when the five, album five, came out... Oh, my bad. Uh, I was going to say, like, when the album came out, like, I was uh, definitely looking forward to it. And it's one of my favorite albums of the year as well. Um, but, like, I was looking forward to it because I'm a huge fan of uh, Jid, uh, everything that he does. Like, I've been, like um, I'm pretty sure um, you put me on to him, like, a while back. But oh, yeah, I mean, that, comes out, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm loving it. I think uh, he's easily like one of my like my favorite. Uh, I don't really want to call him a new rapper anymore because I feel like he's done a pretty good job at establishing himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I knew coming into it, I was gonna like it. I mean, you had J Cole and him on there, Boz, and then I had always liked Earth Gang, um, but Swivel, I really loved that song, and then their album that came out, they just kind of like this album just kind of cemented like my opinion of them even more so and then it also introduced me to like Wap Dad 4000 uh, and stuff like that like Smino like cause I had heard of them but I never really listened to them that much so I mean it was definitely uh, definitely a solid album like it's, I, I definitely uh, definitely agree with that pick yeah that's a uh, the um, what's it called yeah the fact that they did put me on to like Wap Dad and then uh, who else um yeah, I was gonna say, uh, 
the I think the track that we both listened to uh, at first was that Ed Ed and Eddie track. Um, oh yeah, legit, that was so solid one because uh, he he just kind of appeared out of uh, out of nowhere as far as like on my playlist. But whenever I found out he was on Dreamville, I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. And then I remember the the conversations whenever like the album was kind of first coming together, and it was mainly uh, they were like, yeah, J Cole's bringing in uh, orchestral artists, and he's gonna have violins and huge thing it's like he's bringing all of these people in to get a vibe and all this stuff like that it's, it, it sounded crazy but it was uh very very interesting how it came out and very very well received actually um i do agree yeah that was uh, a solid one i i honestly don't know if i have that one as like far as like a full listen through if i've done that but i do need to go ahead and give it the respect it deserves and uh go ahead and you know do it do it some time uh give it, give it some time uh soon but um it might just need time. Like I said, when I said time, it was literally maybe no. even maybe even two months, if not longer. Oh yeah, no, it was like it's like between. I feel like I've I feel like I've heard the entire album, but at the same time, it's more likely that I've just heard sacrifices and that other song with the baby and I forgot what the other dude's name is. Um, who? If you're talking about under the sun, is under the J. sun, yeah. Boot and the baby. Yep, that's the one. That's the one. That one comes on. That's like literally right after sacrifices, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like y'all really trying to press this button on Dreamville, I guess, for as far as the playlist. But and one thing that I did like about it was it what like as much as it was pushing Dreamville, like it wasn't like shunning people from other uh, labels. I mean, they had Reason on there, uh, stuff like that. So like they were just bringing everybody out as as long as uh, as long as they could make a good album. They didn't care like what label you're from or none, none of that. It was all just we're gonna make a solid album and put it out. Um, and for me, like when it first came out, I had it on repeat. But even now, like going back to it, like I, I agree with you what you said. Like it's aged very well. Um, it's not like some albums that come out and you listen to it for like a week or two and then you just kind of forget about it until oh, yeah. like that artist's next project comes out uh, or next project comes out. So yeah, I definitely definitely see what you're saying there. Strong staying power for sure. But um. The, I, I want to go ahead and bring in one that um, the, uh, I know for sure me and Emily have uh, have listened to a lot. Um, that would be Mr. Ski Mask of Slump God's uh, album Stokely. Uh, that piece of just phenomenal artwork, uh, that definitely had a lot of hits to it, um, at least in my opinion. The uh, Of course, the big single track on there was Nuketown with uh, the late uh, Juice World. Um, that one was a solid, solid song, um, and underutilized, honestly, as far as like the timing, whenever, um, the, the games came out, I think maybe Call of Duty tried to, they maybe, they, they use it for a commercial, but, um, they, they had like a sample in there from Mortal Kombat, which would have been perfect, but I, I digress. I'm just going to go on about my nerd shit later. Um, but yeah, so the album was entirely good uh, as far as like a, solid piece of like uh kind of like this new fusion genre that's coming out more recently excuse me of like kind of like a punk uh, rap i would say um which is more like grungier sounds you get like a lot more um combination from uh you get that real strong influence from kind of like punk punk or uh even you know screamo emo metal type music um but that influence definitely, you know, uh, brings a lot of value to this, the, 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 the song. Um, 
the yeah the entirety of the album was it had you know it's it had its like slow songs it had its like you know more upbeat songs but the entirety of it I definitely could listen through over and over uh, multiple times and I believe that we both listened to it I think like what twice on that car trip we were on. Yes. Yep. Oh yeah, we definitely listened to the album a good number of times. Yeah, that was uh, uh what's it called? Um, definitely uh, getting its its listenings too, but. Um, whenever we, uh, you know, kind of got more into it, you know, it definitely had, uh, I don't know, it had, it just hold a special place as far as like, you know, top 10 or, you know, top even five for the year for me. Um, just cause at that certain time, it was just definitely pointing to where, you know, um, it, you know, the, the slower songs were kind of paced well. Um, and even like the dumber songs, well, I would say dumb, but like, more uh, in your face songs like Nuketown, of course. Uh, they had one cat piss with Lil Yachty. Um, what else was it? Uh, Foot Fungus. Foot Fungus. Which uh, slightly kind of leads me into a little bit of my second pick for, uh, not second pick, but like somebody that I wanted to mention as far as like um, uh, musician and this past year. Um, Foot Fungus was produced by Kenny Beats, uh, one of the better producers of this year, and I strongly, strongly recommend uh, everybody go check out The Cave on YouTube as soon as possible, because that series is fucking solid. Like, definitely, definitely good listen uh, and good watch, because uh, the way he crafts music, and you can kind of tell he did the same thing with um, Ski on this one, um, kind of crafted it to, like, their, their personality, that who they are as an artist, not necessarily like just giving them a beat and then just kind of all right you know you paid me for a beat i'll put my tag on it whatever he definitely caters to like who they are as a person and like kind of like their style um and foot Focus has some of the most ridiculous lyrics of this past year but just stupid solid like i mean you'll kind of catch yourself like humming it or just like just um just just going on about it i would mention some of the lyrics but i'll try to keep it like at least as pg-13 as possible but yeah, the the I would definitely strongly suggest going and checking out that album if uh, you haven't already. Oh yeah, I definitely love that album. Um, I mean, Ski Mask. Uh, ever like ever since we started, li- like we started listening to him around the same time as well. Yep. Um, and I mean, he's always just been a solid artist. But that one, that was definitely been my favorite project from him. Um, and I just feel like it's like there's better things that come. Uh, and that album just kind of cemented that idea even more so because I was just like, okay, yeah, I like this. It's not like he's changing too much, he, but he's still changing. He's growing as an artist. Um, and I really, I really love that album as well. It's like he uh, kind of perfected his style, I would say. Like he definitely um, has a very unique style and cadence uh, as an artist, where um, it's not necessarily like a triplets um, kind of cadence, like uh, Migos. <laughs> he's just kind of he'll just hit you with all kind of just random shit and um uh it's hard to it's hard to cut you off but um it did remind me that you know um he's he in the class of artists that he's kind of in um there's a very few that i would say are still good you know top of the head freestyle freestyle artists which i do think is like a skill to have uh, as you know in in hip-hop um i'm fairly sure that his uh what was it uh double xl freestyle that was fucking great i think somebody yeah i definitely have a, a track of it on soundcloud of uh somebody had mixed yep. his and somebody else's um i think maybe with was it smoke perp i want to say 
they mixed their tracks and it sounded great dude it was it was fucking great but um yeah his his cadence is very unique and he doesn't necessarily um try to fall into a certain category as far as like a hip-hop artist he, he's definitely not you know what you would uh immediately picture as a as a hip-hop or rap artist but he he definitely holds his own in that that uh that room i would say but um the album i'm so sorry Oh, the album is also perfect workout music for a lot of the same reasons that you mentioned. Um, his very unique cadence and the excellent production uh, from Kenny Beats on Foot Fungus and also uh, Fossil Failure is another um, solid uh, song from that album. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I think Kenny Beats was also on Revenge of the Dreamers, although I can't remember which song. I know, I'm pretty sure I know I saw him there. Um, because I, that was one of like, you know how like a lot of these artists, um, they'll come out and they'll have like videos, like video diaries and stuff like that. I actually watched like the film that they made for Revenge of the Dreamers. Um, because I normally don't watch, I don't really care much about them, but like I liked it enough to where like I went ahead and watched it and I remember seeing Kenny Beats there, although I don't know which track he was on or like, um, contributed to. But yeah, I definitely like, I know what you're saying. Like you, you turned me onto the cave. Uh, and I mean, like ever since I like, and then like, I know. Um, and then he also, he even like produced Zach Fox's uh, song um, that went viral. Uh, and like that lyric, that genius lyric video for it was ridiculous. Oh God, yes. That's all someone wanted to talk about. Um, Jesus is the one. Oh God, yes. So actually, I think that the, the track that he did um, produce might have been uh, Oh Wow Swerve. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think that sounds, that sounds right. Gang, Key and Maxo Cream, which Key and Maxo are two artists that Kenny works with um, before. Uh, I'm just only going off this because the on Newsweek, which why, that's surprising that Newsweek has this article. Um, the, they have the, the producers on here, but they have somebody listed as Keanu Beats, and I don't think that that's his, his, his moniker, or there is a Keanu Beats, but either way... Yeah, um, I don't see him on the producer list. Yeah, it, it says that he was brought in for um, to do do some production, and I think that in an uh, episode of The Cave, he does have uh, Earth Gang on there, and he was talking about, like, um, he's like, yeah, I was down in Atlanta, we were working on something and everything, and I don't know if it was at the time whenever Revenge of the Dreamers was like first coming out or if it had been out for a little while or something like that but um no nah, he definitely is a solid solid producer and the uh that was an, another person that kind of you know uh sorry to circle back to myself but um the another person that I wanted to um highlight was uh Zach Fox as, a, as another artist um who hits his songs are fucking ridiculous absolutely fucking ridiculous but they are great and i highly recommend like he doesn't have um many like singles or anything like that out i think like really he has just the two uh square up and um uh the bean kicked in um but i would say that he is one jesus of the, is the one jesus that's is the only one, one i've well. heard that jesus is the one as well that's see i wouldn't count that as like a, a single because that's strangely like a um like a, a freestyle I, I don't know 
it's it's a it's, a, it's, it's an a experience weird, it's an experience yes that's that's the best way to put it <laughs> um but yeah definitely check out jesus is the one i got depression episode of the cave um very very interesting uh take on uh, a freestyle session but um and the lyric video that goes along with it oh yes the lyric video is so great um <laughs> What publication Fuck. outlet was that from? Was that like Genius or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was Genius. Yeah. Where the, he said that he was going to use Ben Shapiro as a flashlight. <laughs> oh my god. He said, yeah. uh, fuck the shit out of Ben Shapiro. I was like, oh god. Oh god. And yeah. Think it even helps, like, the, uh, you know, Kenny Beats and Zach Fox, they, I guess they're pretty close. They're the friends. Um, whenever they were invited to be on the, the, the Genius uh, lyric video, um, they told them specifically, do not wear yellow. Um, we use yellow background, so do not wear yellow. What does Zach Fox fucking do? Wears literally yellow, head to toe. I think he like had some SpongeBob socks on some shit. Like, mm-hmm. my man had to go out there and buy that just for this reason. <laughs> I, I appreciate the the uh, the energy for sure. There was intention there. A lot of intention. Yeah, and I mean, I think like. Uh, like I, I originally uh, was introduced to him off of his songs, but then even his stand-up is good. Like I, I enjoy his stand-up uh, mm-hmm. as well. So I mean, he's like very like. Cause I think that's actually what he does like as like his main focus is like as a comedian and like writer and stuff like that. I did but then the that fact that he comes out and is like a rapper as well, like just oh, because yeah. he can. I think it's kind of like one of those things where. Uh... Like, I think Chris Rocker, I forgot who the, the artist, uh, the comedian who, who said it was, but they said that uh, comedians want to be rappers and rappers want to be comedians. Um, in which, like, uh, Zach Fox even said, like, I saw something on his Instagram, because, of course, I follow him on Instagram, because uh, his Twitter's gone, uh, RIP. Um, he said that he uh, wants to get more into uh, TV and uh, like doing actual like r- roles and movies and stuff like that, or uh, it creating stuff on the internet as opposed to doing uh, stand up. But his stand up's fucking solid. Like, um, dude definitely has a uh, um, a slew of jokes, definitely for um, vulgarity's sake. But uh, yeah, definitely he's one that you'd want to want to check out. Um, but Imbo, did you have a, a pick or anything for the um, for uh, album? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, in the same realm of uh, silly um, uh, hip hop albums, I want to highlight "Ginger" by Brockhampton. Um, they bring in the perfect combination of rap and hip hop and boy band vibes, I think. And I've been listening to that album on repeat just for the past two weeks, I think. I've been really sleeping on this album, uh, and then I had. Heard Sugar, and I have not stopped listening to Sugar. Um, very soft. And I uh, was also a huge fan of what was the album that they released beforehand? The name is escaping me at this moment. Saturation. Yep. Yeah, saturation, one through three. Yeah, well, it was Iridescence uh, was the one that they released. Oh uh, yeah, Saturation was the before that. <clears throat> saturation series was like all within one year. actually fucking unheard of that's like the that's the one that like um uh, uh i'm not sure if you you know people are too much aware of that um brockhampton did all of saturation like 
one, two, and three within one year, release all of those projects. And that was like, you know, a rushed effort. And uh, it was a bigger effort within music just because, of course, not every artist puts out, you know, one album every year. Some of them don't even do that. Like, they put out three within one year um, just as a collective. So that's that definitely shows that there's talent there. But I agree that uh, Ginger was a solid, solid album. Oh yeah, Saturation 3 I think was what I was thinking of. Um, and I'm the worst at remembering the titles and names of albums and songs, but there was some tracks on that album that I remember um, just sound very cartoon-esque and I love that so much. Um, and that is what really uh, made them stick out um, in my opinion. Um, but Sugar, that is such a solid album. And that music video though, that was uh, also an experience. I think the song you're thinking of is uh, either Boogie or Bleach. Off Saturation 3. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I know there's at least one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Saturation 3 actually has a 99% on Google. Which is, I don't know how often Google gets ratings on albums, but very, uh, very interesting. But... Um, yeah, Brock Anthem is a good collective that um, I would re- also recommend people to kind of check out if you haven't already. Uh, not too often are you, you know, in, in the same vein as um, Boogie. Um, they, they're another collective that would not necessarily call themselves uh, rappers or rap group or anything like that. They just call themselves a boy band. But uh, they are rap rapping, I would say. And they do fall into the, you know, the hip-hop category in some degrees. Um, but long story short, uh, they do talk about uh, a lot of their own issues uh, dealing with mental health, dealing with um, you know the, their background, their you know where they, they, they come from as far as like people, um, their sexuality, um, anything dealing with you know their their struggles as artists and stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite lyrics from them uh, off of say, off of Ginger was uh, off Boy Bye and like the intro. Um, and I forgot who it was, but the dude's like, uh, what was it? Everybody asking me how to deal, how I deal with my depression. Well, look, I don't have the answer to your question. Um, if I did, and then he just goes on, he's like, yeah, if I did, I'd probably know what to do. So yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where you're not gonna get that every day off of like a, a two chains album, but um, definitely Brockhampton's a uh, budding collective that. I'm not sure if they have any plans for mu- releasing music next year or if they've heard anything about that, but um, definitely one you'd want to keep tabs on. And then, um, I, was, like, I definitely like Brockhampton a lot. Like, I was introduced during their saturation, like, when those were coming out. Um, and those are the ones I've, uh, I've really been listening to a lot, and I've made, I keep meaning to listen to Ginger. Uh, I just haven't done it yet. I don't know if it's because I'm procrastinating or what. Um, but like I have heard a few singles off of it that I really like so I know I'm going to enjoy it it's just I haven't actually taken the steps to like fully listen to the album yet but I definitely do really do like the uh, band itself um, but I mean I expect like the saturation I, like I, even though they did it within one year I mean it was just a really great set like all three of them And on the Ginger album, the uh, song Ginger is also a solid one. Um, in addition to, to Boy Bye, as uh, 
Garrick had mentioned uh, before, and Sugar. Really, all of them are just so good. So good. Oh, yeah. Um, I found the lyric that I was actually talking about. Uh, it kind of follows. Um, uh, uh, everybody asks me how I deal with my depression, man, but I don't have the answer to your question. If I did, you'll probably never hear from me again. That's a promise and I regret. Ain't no ha- uh, ain't no, and it ain't no half step. Like, that's that's pretty deep to kind of just start off a, you know, I think that's what, the third song on the album? Um, to start off the, the beginning intro with, it's just a, a slap in your face, just like, alright, this is what we talk about, this this song, y'all. We're gonna, we gonna go right right into this shit. No, no play. But definitely um it's it's a, a good exploration of, you know, who and you know the who an artist can be and you know, showing that it doesn't have to be just like a generic cookie cutter uh, expression of um the I don't know, machismo or the kind of materialistic to yeah you. materialistic uh views of hip-hop that have been kind of pushed as far as the the narrative i would say but um yeah dark answer definitely a good, good one um, i will say um i do have um one more well i have like two more but the one that i would want to talk about as far as like albums and artists um, that I really liked this year was Zoo uh, by Denzel Curry. Yes. Um, like, I'm not going to try to compare it to Taboo because Taboo was like a whole other matter of itself, but like, that didn't come out this last year, so I can't talk about it. Um, <laughs> but I've, like, I remember uh, I've been listening to Denzel Curry for a while, um, and like, each project he produces, like, I just love, uh, and this one was no exception. Um, and so I, I really like, there were like there was a bunch of bangers on there. Um, uh, but also, I mean, it wasn't just like, like he also had the lyrics to go back it up, uh, which I really appreciate. Because I mean, um, I'm not, I'm not trying to like say like I don't enjoy people who are as lyrical. Um, but when you can do both, that's that's like the sweet spot for me. Um, and so, like, I mean, I've always been a fan of Denzel Curry, and it's just uh, had me wanting more. So I was definitely a fan of that album this year. Oh yeah, I'm looking through the, uh, the uh, tracks now, and um, very, very interesting. I mean, he, uh, it seems that he wrote um, almost all, no, he wrote everything on the album, it looks like, all except maybe one song, which is uh, Shake 88, but like, that's, uh, no, he, he was on that one too, he gets a writing credit on that too, shit, son of a gun. Um, yeah, Denzel Curry's, you know, a uh, very young artist that also, um, another one that uh, that shows the um, the kind of character that you can kind of get from, um, not character, I would say, the uh, type of personality you can get from being a well-rounded artist and, you know, not only just being, you know, talking about street shit, my man talks about Dragon Ball Z and anime like there's no tomorrow, like, literally, he had, I think that there's a lyric inside Zoo or something like that? It was something about uh, 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 Goku or something like that, or uh, going Super oh, Saiyan. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's not he's not shying away from the, the Dragon Ball Z references. My man, um, I remember at one time he posted uh, or he did a, an interview talking about like he had when it was when it was, he had his uh, his dreads and everything. He dyed um, his dreads three different colors. He dyed one of them blue, one of them red, and one of them white. Because he is like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's supposed to be symbolizing 
uh, Goku's three forms, where he goes Super Saiyan God, you know, Super Saiyan God, Kaioken, and, um, or, I think so, yeah, and then, uh, Ultra Instinct, and then, you know, that's the three, three forms of Denzel Curry that you gonna get, and it's like, alright, go, go, go ahead, man, and, uh, we need more, uh, what's it called, uh, black nerds and, and, and uh, hip-hop, for sure, um, but, yeah, this, the, uh, um, the entirety of the album was pretty solid, he, uh, didn't leave any track, you know, um, without any type of, like, you know, differentiating energy or anything like that, he tried to make it everything, you know, uh, as, I wouldn't say as bounce-driven or anything like that as possible, but, uh, yeah, you got your, you know, you definitely have, like, a roller coaster of an album there in a good way, um, where, I was looking at the, the reviews a second ago, too, um, it placed fairly high on a lot of, uh, top albums of the year, um, what is this, uh, yeah, best album of the 2019, um, one, one of the highest ones was Noisy, ranking him number four out of a hundred, um, Flood Magazine ranking him number eight, uh, yeah, he's, you know, placing fairly, fairly well, um, especially as much as, you know, hip-hop's come out and everything, but, uh, Denzel Curry's uh, another artist that if, uh, you have the time to go ahead and, you know, look into, he's, he's got plenty of music, um, you definitely have probably heard oh, some yeah. of this, so. Going all the back, all the way back to Nostalgia like sixty four. Yeah, I mean he's got a lot. So I mean, uh, if I was gonna say if you're gonna listen to him, uh, you've never heard of him before. Taboo is probably like one of his that came out last year I believe or two thousand eighteen, mm-hmm. or two thousand eighteen or two thousand seventeen, um, and that was like his third studio album, uh, and that's that's a, that's probably like my favorite album he's done recently. Um, but. I obviously take out check out Zoo. I mean, his discography is awesome. So I mean, anything you check out, you're probably gonna end up enjoying. Um, you've probably heard Alt um, ULT oh, yep. um, through like TikTok memes and shit and stuff like that. Oh, Vine uh, memes. Uh, yeah, back when Vine was a thing. R.I.P. Vine. Yeah. I also want to say um, one. Um, group that i've been listening to a lot and this is like not even hip-hop related uh but like because i remember i listened to him a while i mean this was like a while back um one group i've been listening to a lot more recently is fleet foxes um i don't know if any, like i'm sure a few of you have heard of them um they're like the any folk band um but yeah but yeah i've been listening to them a lot uh getting back into them uh i mean like I think the first song I ever heard of them was like the White Winter Hymnal, um, but I've been listening to them a lot too. They have—I don't think—I don't know if they came out with anything this year. Um, they might have. Um, no, the last album was 2017, um, with like the stuff before that being like 2008, 2011. So it's not like they're coming out with something like every year, every other year. Um, but I've been listening to them a lot. I've been enjoying them. Um, but that's really like been the only other band outside of like a, a few that I've been li- like I've been listening to recently. Um, so like if you haven't heard them, you might like them. Uh, I mean, it is like an indie folk band. So I mean, if you're expecting like something hip hop related, you're probably not gonna get it. But it's definitely I definitely uh, definitely enjoy their music. It's like perfect like winter time, but also a little bit of nap time music. <laughs> yep. Like the vibes. Whenever I think of specifically White Winter Hymnal, which I feel like is a song that uh, I revisit every winter, honestly, just to get in the mood 
for winter um but like i feel like if i could paint a picture for that song it would be like snow outside but also with like a blanket and like some tea or hot chocolate uh and also netflix i feel like that's the the kind of vibes that they bring in with that song oh yeah and like i think my um they were like one of the few albums that i've pur- I purchased because uh, i don't really i usually stream music um like i know i have uh their original debut album fleet boxes and then helplessness blues oh yeah um, so i mean those are definitely i mean if you're trying to get in i mean i don't want to like i don't want to say that i'm a hipster <laughs> but uh, i feel you there's a well, there's some hippie vibes there uh, yeah dude i i was looking through my uh top 10 of uh or my top songs of 2019 and um uh, another another artist that i want to kind of mention um or two artists that i kind of want to mention as far as like kind of outside the box of just like hip-hop and everything um and well it's somewhat in the, it's varying degrees um first person was going to be tyler the creator coming out with igor this year uh another, another solid album um it was definitely well uh, well received across the board whenever it came out and it shows the the growth that uh tyler the creator has come through or come uh has come um to be i would say um where he a lot of growth and it shows a lot of growth from where he's come from yeah, yeah i mean sorry. it definitely sounds different from like faster like i, I definitely God, like the yes. versatility but it's like it's an entire like you you put those albums together and you, you try to say like you know you told somebody person. listen to three tracks off one three tracks off the other you would not think they're the same artist like it's it shows yeah. the the amount of like growth that he's learned over the in his craft um and especially i know that he's He's mentioned that he's been a big fan of uh, Pharrell and um, a lot of just like older artists. He uh, wanted to work with like Eric Badu and um, work with um, uh, Charlie Wilson. Um, who else? Um, a lot of like just really big like older artists who kind of had more uh, singing or you know choruses, uh, melodies. Like those times. I think he's he's really big in the melodies. But um, yeah, he he's definitely one of those uh, artists that has evolved as time has, uh, has you know passed. He's um, he, he going back to like winter stuff. Um, he even had that uh, Grinch themed album, and he also did some of the uh, music for the Grinch uh, movie that came out good job. last year or the year before. Uh, year before, I actually watched the movie, and I was waiting on the classic theme song, but my surprise i was happy too it's tyler and i'm like well if anyone takes it over i'm glad it's him oh, yeah. right he's, he i like to see the come up he's mentioned multiple times that he's like yeah i want to do sports for like movies and stuff and i was like oh shit i can see that and it reminds me of a, a quote uh <laughs> kenny beats when he said about uh, denzel curry and uh someone was like oh could you imagine a uh denzel curry scored uh star wars movie that would be the most stressful two hours of your life. That would be like, so lit, though. Oh, God, yes. I'd, be, I'd fucking love it. Um, but... Can I... Uh, go ahead. I would say it, it definitely, um, you know, uh, he's, um, develops, uh, you know, I, I would say the... What, what album was it? Wolf? I think it was the beginning of, like, the, 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 the real orchestral and, the, you know, uh, melody, um, bass 
since then, um, you know, the, the low that I would say he kind of hit was just Cherry Bomb, but he went back up with, uh, I think, Flower Boy was after that, and then... I um, like that one better than I like Igor. Flower Boy is, is my favorite Tyler the Creator, Creator album, but out of the past year, Igor was very solid, and um, it kind of it still just kind of showed, like, you know, this man can still make a bop easily. I think he mentioned like he was like working on some songs for like days and some songs for like you know a few minutes so he can uh man can I will say the uh, I will say the only person who uh I think there was only one person who didn't like Igor and that's because it outsold him oh yeah DJ Khaled <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious yeah the whole DJ Khaled uh being tight because his album flopped which is just hilarious because DJ Khaled albums need to flop, honestly. But that was like the most oh, wow. hilarious beef of like 2019, I think. Oh, God, Very yeah. one-sided. Very one-sided. Um, but the other, um, what was the other artist I want to talk about? Uh, Lizzo. I'm fairly sure. Oh, go, I, I, I love Lizzo. Information on Lizzo. Y'all go, off. go ahead. Go off. Go if you don't like squad. Lizzo, you can get out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I love Lizzo. She, <coughs> cause I love you's one of my album of the year. Okay. I was um, not even not surprised. Like I downloaded it for um, Truth Hurts. It's like in, instead of just getting single too, cause I'm like, wait, oh, I didn't know this was on it. I didn't know this one was on it. And so there are a few. I started like a track. I'm like, oh, there's more songs that I like. So I was like, you know, what, let me just get the whole album. I ended up getting the album, and I'm like, the whole album slaps. Oh, the entire thing I think it really does and I love that she's like uh, giving a little shout out to the folks that were in band in high school and college as well I'm so here for that me too and she also cause like I was I used to be in marching band and everything I'm like flute players are cooler Right, and to be able to like put on a performance like as long as her concerts are, and still be able to like control your breathing enough to like not only sing it but also play the flute because I feel like there are different elements of controlling your breathing for those two tasks. That's really a, a feat, and shout out to her for being able to have that kind of breath control, honestly. Right. And y'all, she has some good features on only two features. So like J. Cole has like after 2014 Forest Hill thing, J. Cole has made me realize how impressed I can be with the artists if they just do the album themselves. That's basically what she did. She had Gucci and um Missy Elliott and then just carried the album. Oh shit, okay. If y'all get it, I'll recommend Deluxe because See, the Deluxe version has water meat. The real the real Co-sign on that, I would say, is Missy Elliott. Because Missy Elliott does not hop on anybody's tracks. And the music did they have a music video again. It is it, it was one of my it was one of my original favorites after I started listening to other things on it. Damn. I was I was surprised to see Missy on it. Nah, because like yeah, that's that's a goat right there. That's like trying to, that's like getting Michael Jordan on you on your pickup game squad. Not saying the Lizzo, you know, album's a pickup game or anything like that. Definitely came through the playoffs and shit. That was uh, a man. I'm gonna check that out for sure now. I think so, and it <coughs> just the whole album was great. It it was a hard one to choose, like hmm, what will be my album of the year, because it's tied with that and then um, Bandana. But according to Spotify, like my 
my top's not my top. Travis Scott would be my top artist of the year, of the yeah. decade, actually, which I did not see coming. I really thought Drake would be my top artist of the decade. You know what's offensive? Oh, yes. Drake was my top artist of the decade, and I hated that shit. See, cause, but y'all know how big of a fan I am. I didn't realize I listened to that much Travis Scott on Spotify, but I, I blame you and K-Pop on that one after I saw <laughs> Man, because I only got Spotify after we yes love that song <laughs> but I only downloaded Spotify after playing Mortal Kombat with y'all and then after the music we started listening to with y'all it's like let me add this to my list next thing I know 3500 had the um that's my fight anthem on Mortal Kombat oh yeah uh, uh what's the name what's the name uh Playstation and uh Spotify Dynamic Duo of the Century that was that was a, a smart move by whomever made that decision, because that literally is the only reason why I bought Spotify. I was like, oh, you tell me I can play this is the only way I can play my music through the PlayStation? I bet I'm just gonna go ahead and use hey, that shit then. Why'd you have to buy it? I never, I still haven't bought it. Oh, I bought it just because like I prefer to have all my music like saved on my uh, one my, my on my phone and on my li- in my library, and I just have like it, it's also one of those things where I know by now that. I'm, I'm going to be stuck within Spotify's ecosystem for a good bit. I have like 3,167 songs on here in my likes, so that just stays with me at all times, and then I can just toss that on my my TV, on my you know car rides and whatnot, and I don't have to worry about ads and all that. It's just a, a convenience. That wasn't a sponsored ad, by the way. Now, Spotify, you need to go ahead and cut that check. Yeah. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I was gonna say one that uh, me and Muse uh, both really liked a lot this year too uh, was Brandon Banks. Yes, sir. Uh, by Maxo Cream. So I mean, if you haven't heard that album, I mean, it's. Uh, I think the one thing that really drew me to it was, I mean, it's just like uh, he has like a, especially in the album, um, it's just he has a gift for storytelling. Uh, is yes. what it, is how it comes across. Um, and so I really enjoyed that album this year as well. Add me to the list ever since y'all put me on him. Ever since I got that album. I also had it in high repeat. I was also thinking that could have got all mine, but I knew one of you were going to end up saying it. So I'm like, at least it'll be talked about. Oh yeah, that was, uh, he has a, a Houston cadence that's like, kind of like missed within uh, more popular hip hop, I would say recently. Um, like, I can't remember if any other like Houston artists that were like real like I don't know really in that same lane. Um, I w- I'm not gonna necessarily say Pimp C, but like that's you know definitely you know uh, inspiration from that he's getting some inspirations from. But um, yeah, he definitely has a phenomenal gift for like the way he kind of put that the album together in like a storytelling way um, from the get go. I think what was the opening track? Was that still uh? Again. See you again. See you again. That was another one. No, it was meet again. It was meet again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that it was uh, it was it's just a phenomenal way to go ahead and start off with, and like the um, um, just like the way kind of like you know he uses his father in the as the album cover and everything, and you know talks about his dad, and he has his dad you know doing um some of the uh the not cuts but like interludes and whatnot, um talking to him and everything. It was a definitely a solid one, I would say. 
the first one. Um, this and that was the second set track following that one. Still really good. Um, I mean, even down, like, all the way down. Like, the entire, like, album solid. And, uh, She Live with, uh, Meg- Megan Stallion. Um, solid fucking track. Um, who is, who else is on here? ASAP Ferg. Travis Scott. Yep. ASAP Ferg. Schoolboy Q was on there. What's, uh, what song was the Schoolboy Q feature? Uh, 3 a.m. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and he's another one that like works, uh, works, you know, in tandem with uh, Kenny Beats. I don't think Kenny was on this album. I don't see his name on the credits, but um, he does work with uh, with him on some other songs and everything before. And he um, he has like a lot of uh, I won't say influence, but a lot of similarities with um, 03 Greedo. I just started listening to as well, kind of just kind of listening into Kenny Beats and everything. Um, they have another song on uh, 03 Greedo's recent uh, Netflix and Deal. Um, let's see what that song was. But it was, uh, that was another one that, you know, you have uh, a lot of uh, effort being put into the, the songs. Nobody was like, it was, it's not one of those where you say that somebody's carrying somebody or, you know, um, somebody's being bodied on the, the song, on, the, on the, the, the beat or anything like that. It's not one of those, um, what was that song that they had that was uh, the bad one a few years ago with Big Sean and um, Kendrick? Kendrick? Yeah. Control. Yeah. The Control verse, that one was a, a big one where I think it kind of like settled it kind of made artists kind of settle down with like trying to compete with each other because after that like people kind of like got a little little touchy about verses and shit um but well we can't put Kendrick on there and expect him not to come out with something fire oh no no that mean that was honestly like if we were talking about artists of the decade Kendrick would be up there for me um like he's definitely been like he didn't come out with anything this year and that's been one of the bigger disappointments because um, I needed, I need more Kendrick. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's definitely a pick, a solid pick for artists of the decade, man. Um, the, um, I would say like, not that we're, we're uh, rolling down to like the last few minutes. Um, I would say if you guys do want to go ahead and shout out that you know artist pick of the decade, this would be the time to go ahead and do it. Um, in that same vein, I would say um, one of my personal favorites, uh, Kid Cudi, definitely um, shine brightly uh, these past couple years. I think it was. Last year, whenever uh, Ye and um, oh yeah, Kids See Ghosts, Kids See Ghosts come out. Yep, that was such a fun, phenomenal album. Such, oh man, I can't I can't go off on um, his last few albums um, too much just because I'm gonna geek out. But um, yeah, Cuddy's always another solid artist uh, you can rely on. Did you have a, a pick or anything, Embo uh, or Greg? Um, I was thinking. Uh, I wanted to talk briefly about, uh, like, while we were discussing Lizzo's flute playing and the concept of a Denzel Curry uh, composed Star Wars um, uh, film score, I wanted to give a little shout out to uh, John Williams and his work on the uh, Last Jedi soundtrack for bringing in um, the classic Star Wars uh, melodies that we are all used to. but also bringing in the spirit of the last jedi as well um and it's just as phenomenal as the uh 
the Star Wars film scores um, of years past. Um, and really all of his works are, um, are pure slappers anyway, uh, pure flames. Um, and I just wanted to, to highlight that real quick. <laughs> Legit. Especially the finale from The Last Jedi, because it brings in um, a lot of the familiar Star Wars melodies that we may all be familiar with, even if you're not, like, an active fan and, like, have watched all the Star Wars films. Um, but they also bring in Ray's theme, which I really like, and tie everything together real nicely. Um, really, it's an amazing uh, finale for an end of a film score, and also... Um, just overall, well done. Speaking of, uh, what's it called? Um, Star Wars and very well done. Thank you for this well done segue, Eva. Um, because this, uh, will actually lead into, uh, uh, if you want to hear more wonderful hot takes of, uh, our opinions on Star Wars, we actually have a new blog post written by our illustrious member, MWB, um, about his viewpoint of The Last Jedi, or not Last Jedi, excuse me, um, Rise of Skywalker and Last Jedi um, and how he kind of feels about the placement of those movies and everything uh, as the, the series has, has flown or, you know, flown uh, actually yeah, flown uh, the steady stream of, of I would say mediocrity <laughs> but um, yeah, I would definitely say go check out our, uh, our you know newly published website uh, www.spoonfedthoughts for more information uh, for from us and to see our new blog posts and uh, stay in, in touch with us, uh, you can even subscribe to our site at the very bottom. Um, thanks to uh, good old Imbo for hooking that up for us. Uh, yes, K-pop also has a new blog post as well. Uh, at the the time of this recording, I'm still getting the uh, official authorship set up, but we will indicate who truly wrote the piece. Um, up until that point <laughs> so in case there's any confusion um, by the time this is published uh, the author will be clearly indicated even though it may appear in some ways to come from one person but within the text body of the blog post the author will be indicated up until I figure out how to fix it <laughs> yeah we'll get that all sorted out but um, yeah the uh, everything should be all set up on there shortly but um yeah, um, did you guys have any other final thoughts that you wanted to go ahead and uh, lay down for us? Uh, did you want to have anything to say, Imbo? Um, I had just like one last track of the past year, and honestly, it's a mood of the decade um, to bring up real quick um, before we uh, before we end this, and that is uh, the um, Power On song from James Blake's Assume Form album specifically the line and you're familiar with it Garrick of uh, let's go home and talk shit about everyone finally and I feel like everyone if they're like uh, out and about on some event with some people and you just like want to go home and uh, just relax for a time I feel like that itself is a whole mood that we can also relate to in 2019 and probably in 2020 oh, yeah, and con definitely. continuously onward um but yeah, that was just like my last little tidbit. Um, I'll also be streaming um, the Untitled Goose Game on um, the Nature Check D and D Twitch channel, and you can find them on Twitch at Nature Check D and D. Um, they're also uh, present on Twitter as well. But I'll be streaming the Goose Game, talking about ecology. It'll be a fun time. I'll be doing that um, 
Saturday, January the 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Central Time. So check that out if you're interested in Goose Game or uh, science or both. I mean, you got to figure out how the goose can game. That's science right there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely go check out uh, Invo stuff and uh, support that uh, content over there. Um, K-Pop, did you have anything you uh, want to wrap up on? Um, nothing in particular. I'm not going to be doing anything in the public eye, but I will be playing a lot of The Witcher. So uh, there's the... Those are the eyes of The Witcher right there. The, the only eyes that matter. There's bias. Yep. Oh, yeah, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it, man. Did you have any other uh, final thoughts there, Greg? Um, yeah, I'm one of the few that is probably late on the blog post, so if y'all want to check out more of my top picks and artists of the decade, I can't think of one now. Stay tuned. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get that we're gonna get that blog post out of you, dog. We're going to bring that blog post out of you for sure. Uh, I, I, I expect MLA format, double-spaced. Uh, over here. We got to Ah, we, we gonna figure it out. We gonna figure it out. But uh, this is an APA podcast, y'all. APA yeah. podcast. Right now, I'm so tired of APA. Oh no, no, no! We don't want to talk about that no more. Thanks for tuning in to Spoonfed Thoughts. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give it a like or a thumbs up to help us grow. If you'd like to keep in touch with us, feel free to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Spoonfed Thoughts on Instagram and YouTube, and on Twitter at Spoonfed Thought. Sorry, we couldn't get the S. Thank you.